Welcome to the Wrap Yourself in Joy podcast. I'm Karen Dwyer, speaker, teacher, and author of four books on joy. If you're searching for more joy in your life, join me for about 15 minutes every week. It could change your life. My newest and fifth series, Joyful and Battle Ready, is based on my book, Wrap Yourself in Joy, Find the Joy and Fight the Fear, and it has an imprimatur. Today, I'm inviting you to join a Cup of Joy women's group. They meet over coffee each week to go through the study questions. For more information, go to wrapyourselfinjoy.com and look for Cup of Joy Women. The podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Hello. Welcome to Wrap Yourself in Joy. I'm Karen Dwyer, and you're listening to my fifth season podcast series called Joyful and Battle Ready. It follows the second part of my book, Wrap Yourself in Joy. Each week, we've covered how to welcome more joy and put on the armor of God. So, the seventh podcast in this series is called The Joy of Scripture and Wielding the Sword of the Spirit. Did you know there is a relationship between joy with reading and praying with Scripture? For example, Psalm 1 says this, Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on His law they meditate day and night. Happy, the Hebrew word used in Psalm 1, is a shry. It means a deep spiritual joy from being with God and the pleasures of that relationship. What a great encouragement to read God's words. Do you notice the other joy word in Psalm 1 too? It's delight. Joyous pleasure and satisfaction is what that means. So we might read the scripture more fully using the meaning of the words this way. Happy, filled with deep spiritual joy are those who delight, experience deep spiritual pleasure or satisfaction in the law of the Lord, which is God's instructions. And on his word, they meditate, mull over, think on it, pray with it, day and night. So the point is this, there is a benefit, deep, joyous pleasure and satisfaction that comes when you listen to the Lord speak to you in the verses of scripture, you talk to him and he talks to you. You listen from the depths of your heart and you respond to what God says. So. Are you listening? Are you like a talkaholic that I can be, especially in prayer? When you listen, it is joyful because God will speak to you in Scripture. Reverend Mark Thibodeau in the Armchair Mystic describes four stages of prayer, and I've made these four stages into a personal survey. And you can find a copy of the survey on my website, or it's in the book, Wrap Yourself in Scripture, as well as Wrap Yourself in Joy. He calls these four stages talking at God, talking to God, listening to God speak to your heart through reading and reflecting on Scripture daily, and four, resting in God's presence and enjoying His company. So the first item is this, I talk at God daily. So do you do all the talking? Maybe you're using a ready-made prayer, which is great when you're tired, emotionally drained, need more help in prayer. But are you spending some time listening too? Because 
if you're constantly repeating things, you can lose awareness of God's presence. So you're talking at God. Second item, I talk to God daily. You speak simple words to God, and you know He listens to you, but you don't listen too much. Number three, I listen to God speak to my heart through reading and praying Scripture daily. You spend a few minutes reading the verses of Scripture, and then you allow Jesus to speak to you and even jot down the conversation. Four, I rest in God's presence. I enjoy God's company. I receive His love daily and His joy. So you are quiet, and you listen to God speak to you in prayer. You know, St. Augustine said, your prayer is your word addressed to God. When you read the Bible, God speaks to you. Pope Benedict XVI said, the diligent reading of sacred scripture accompanied by prayer brings about the intimate dialogue in which the person reading hears God who is speaking and in praying responds to him with trusted openness of heart. So, are you moving to the fourth stage? That's where we all want to go. You know, there is one more benefit of reading and praying God's Word. Healing! St. Basil the Great, an early church father of Christianity, honored in the Anglican, Lutheran, and Catholic churches, says this, The Holy Spirit composed the scriptures so that in them, as in a pharmacy open to all souls, we might each of us be able to find the medicine suited to our own particular illness. And in the book of Psalms, they can find remedies just right for their cases. Now, I have many cases, and I can say the scriptures have brought me healing and joy in many ways. In other words, besides joy and love, St. Basil the Great was reminding us that the Lord, through the passages of scripture, has remedies for our cases. He heals our wounds, our traumas, our anguishes, our worries as we read, listen, and pray with Scripture. So, do you have a lot of cases? Well, we all do. So, let's pray with Scripture. My husband Larry and I wrote a book called Wrap Yourself in Scripture, explaining what's called the RAP method, W-R-A-P. RAP aims to foster a personal encounter with Jesus in Scripture So the words come alive, and you hear God speak to your heart. It's a form of Lexio Divina, which the Catechism of the Catholic Church defines as reading to hear God speak to you and meditating on His words so that they become your prayer. For the RAP method, we suggest you start with an inexpensive notebook and spread the letters W-R-A-P down the left column, at least five or six lines apart. Beside the word W, Write the word right, because W stands for right, W-R-I-T-E. Begin with a simple prayer. Jesus, I belong to you. Please speak to me today. Holy Spirit, open my heart as I reflect on your word and enlighten my mind to your truth. Open your Bible and begin to read a section of scripture. You can start with a gospel such as Mark or John, a psalm or epistle, or even a daily reading. Notice a word or a phrase that catches your attention inspires you, or seems to arise out of the pages. When that happens, stop and write down that verse. This is the Holy Spirit getting your attention. R stands for reflect or meditate. 
So besides R, write, reflect. It's also called meditate. The Old Testament Hebrew word Hagah is often translated meditate. And what it really means is mulling over, muttering out loud, even mentally picturing it. So in reflect, you speak to God, you write down your conversation, and you listen for him to speak to you. Next to A, write the word apply. Ask Jesus for guidance on how you can respond in a practical way. Keep in mind, the Lord always speaks in love. Write down a step you might take to apply his word today. P is pray and praise. And you write a prayer from your heart that offers praise and thanksgiving. And you pray the scripture back to Jesus in your own words and asking for his strength, his healing, his forgiveness, and help to apply his word. Finally, you rest at the end of your prayer. You simply pause and rest in Jesus. You allow him to give you his love, his joy, his strength. You let him love you. If you need more of an example, you can find a bookmark on my website that will guide you through this and give you an example. Again, try rap. Even if you've tried to read and pray with scripture before, just start with five or ten minutes a day and ask the Lord to help you as you begin the rap. He wants to speak to you. Next, we're going to look to the Word as the sword of the Spirit. Pope Francis thinks it's so important to have the Word of God in your life that he's designated the third Sunday in ordinary time to be devoted to celebrating, studying, and disseminating the Word of God. He encourages all to listen to God's Word as often as possible. We need God's Word, he says, so that we can hear amid the thousands of other words in our daily lives, that one word that speaks to us, not about things, but about life. His word will console and encourage us. At the same time, it challenges us. It frees us from the bondage of selfishness, and it summons us to conversion. In Ephesians 6.17, Paul calls the word armor. The Roman soldier carried his sword in his belt. It was close by, so he could grab it easily for precise hand-to-hand combat. Now, the Romans used two types of swords, and they're both mentioned in Scripture. The promphea, used in Revelation 1 and 2, that's promphea in the Greek, was a large, long, and broad sword that took two hands to wield it was so large. The mashera, used in Ephesians 6, 17 was a short 6 to 18 inch sharp and piercing dagger used in hand to hand combat. Thus, Paul is saying, You have a spiritual dagger, and you must take your spiritual dagger, the Word of God, and have it handy daily. In Hebrews 4 12, the Word of God is described as living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit joints for marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Active means it's powerfully energizing and effective. And divides the soul from the spirit means it can convict of sin and shows you where you are wrong or what is wrong. When we use the sword in spiritual warfare, we realize it is formidable and it's a sure defense against the devil's attacks. 
It brings truth where there is falsehood, light where there is darkness, and joy where there is sorrow. In Psalm 119.11, it says, O Lord, teach me your statutes. I will treasure your word in my heart so I may not sin against you. And verse 105 goes on to say, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So when we are attacked with temptations from any source, we can use the sword as a defensive weapon to deflect the devil's lies. Jesus shows us this in Luke 4, 1 through 13. Satan came at Jesus three times to tempt him, and every time he used the word of God. Away with you, Satan, he said, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. It is said, do not put the Lord your God to a test. And of course, the devil departed. We can speak the scriptures to help us stand firm against temptations, discouragements, fear, and other attacks on our faith. The sword of the Spirit is also an offensive weapon. You can hide God's word in your heart to help identify and reject sin and strengthen your inner person. When you share the word with someone else, especially a word that deeply moved you, it's a sword that also pierces the other person's heart then you become a sower of the word. The Spirit will bring His word to mind if it is stored in our hearts. Although we should never dialogue with the devil, we must protect our minds and emotions from his attacks and resist his lies just as Jesus did. James 4, 7 reminds us, Submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. The sword of of the Spirit is the Word of God, and it will pull down strongholds, and it is powerful. When you have focused your mind on passages brought to your attention in reading the Bible, prayed with them, and meditated on them, the Holy Spirit will keep bringing them to mind. So the sword of the Spirit is with you, and you can use it. Pope Francis again says you need a battle plan. For this spiritual combat, we can count on the powerful weapons the Lord has given us. Faith-filled prayer, meditation on the Word of God, the celebration of Mass, Eucharistic adoration, sacramental reconciliation. Only by living in Christ through the sacraments He gave us can we fortify ourselves. If we are careless, He says, the false promises of evil will easily seduce us. Well, it's time to end our journey for today, so wield the sword of the Spirit with these declarations from God's Word. I will love God's Word and read it daily. O Lord, teach me your statutes. I will treasure your word in my heart so I may not sin against you. Psalm 119.11 The Word of God is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119.105 The Word of God is my defensive weapon, as Jesus showed in his fight with the evil one. Matthew 4, 10 through 11. When I gently share the Word of God with others, I can be confident that God's Word is living and active and able to pierce and divide soul from spirit, judging thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4, 12. We've come to the end of our podcast for today. I want you to know I'm so happy you've joined the Joyful and Battle Ready series. You can find my podcasts and free bookmarks at wrapyourselfinjoy.com. 
Also, you can register there to host a small group study called Cup of Joy Women. And we are starting a new series in the next few weeks called The Joy of Advent. So join us. Until next week, I pray you will grow in joy as we study Joyful and Battle Ready together. Thanks for joining me today. Please visit me on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, where you can learn more about my books, download free bookmarks, and connect with me. Please follow me on your favorite podcast app and invite a friend to join you too. You can download the show notes from today at wrapyourselfinjoypodcast.com. Until next week, this is your friend, Karen Dwyer, reminding you to wrap yourself in joy. <music>